It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On this episode of Locked On Bucks, I'm going to drop my draft options for wide receiver and tight end after David gave his on Thursday's episode. Then we're going to get into our predictions for Super Bowl 56 between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Then we're going to hear from the network reporting in from Radio Row in Los Angeles. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hosted by me, James Yarko, and of course, my co-host, David Harrison. We are both writers for SB Nation's BucksNation.com, free and available on all platforms. Thank you for making this show your first listen or view every day. If you're not catching us on your podcast app or on YouTube, you can find us on Twitter at jarco underscore bucks at dharrison82. Find the show at Locked on Bucks and everything we are doing over at Bucks underscore nation. Like James said, we thank you for making Locked on Bucks first listener view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank of gas. Uh, we're going to kick it off with James, your draft prospects. So on yesterday's episode, I gave two wide receiver draft prospects for the Buccaneers, both of them non-senior bowl participants. I also gave two tight end prospects, again, both of them non-senior bowl participants. Uh, I, I speculate that Evan Klosky probably loves my picks because of how much he loved my free agent choices for that episode. I know uh, how how lovely that was for you to sit through and listen to Evan so graciously compliment my choices. But let's get to your choices. Let's get to a uh, wide receiver option in the NFL draft that the Buccaneers might consider. I had held out hope it would be Chris Olave, but, I mean, there's only so much Buckeye love you're willing to give any one person before they put on a Buccaneers helmet, so I'm sure you're going a different direction. Well, I mean, and like you said on, on Thursday's episode, I've talked a lot about Olave, so our listeners, you our did. viewers yeah. know that I like Olave. I would love for the Buccaneers to draft him, but – I've talked about him enough that I want to give another option that I think would be a fantastic fit. And, and me personally, I want to see the Buccaneers, whether Godwin comes back or he leaves, I want to see them take wide receiver high. Um, so I'm looking at a, a, a first round guy who should be at the bare minimum, a top 15 pick, but tearing your ACL in the national championship is going to cause you to slide down draft boards a little bit because of the health concerns. Of course, I'm talking about Alabama's Jameis Williams. And look, in a recent mock draft on CBS Sports, Williams went 26th to the Tennessee Titans. So we're talking, we're right there. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Buccaneers could take Williams. Uh, last season with, with Alabama, he had 79 receptions, over 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns. He was averaging 19.9 yards per reception. But that's really his only season of massive production for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So there is a little hesitancy in, in that aspect. Maybe NFL teams will kind of – look elsewhere for someone who is a little more consistent in their production, but there's no question that at 6'2", 190, 
running a 4-4-40, the, the versatility and, and the capability of Williams would add so much to this Buccaneers offense, and he would complement both Godwin and Evans. He would complement just Evans. And I kind of like what, what you were talking about on yesterday's show uh, with Dotson, where even if Chris Godwin comes back, by time Dotson's finishing up with his rookie contract, you could be seeing the retirement of Mike Evans. So now Chris Godwin's your one. You already have a, a locked and loaded number two there in Dotson. I feel the same way about Williams. If if Evans and Godwin are there together, Williams is your number three. But by the time he's done with his rookie contract, we're looking at 2027. 13, 14 years for a wide receiver is a very long time in this league. You could be looking at the end of Mike Evans' uh, career in that aspect, moving on, spending time with his family, doing whatever it is that he wants to do. So now you already have a locked and loaded one with Godwin, locked and loaded two with Williams. I think it would work beautifully. And that's one of the reasons I want the Bucks to take wide receivers so high in this upcoming draft. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I agree with it because it's a point that I brought up. I'm glad you doubled down on it because I was like, man, Bucks fans are going to hate me for even talking about Mike Evans uh, not being a Buccaneer. You know, obviously, the intention is through retirement, not any other any other sense of term, but I also have to, I have to shout you out for all your Buckeye love, because of course, <laughs> just like uh, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Ohio state wide receiver. Was he really? That's upset. That's where he transferred to Alabama from. So tell us more James about how many Buckeyes you love as we move over to the you, tight end conversation. You know, <laughs> ever since you and I have done this podcast and even when we did the walking the plank podcast, many, many uh, moons ago, there has been at least one Buckeye in every single draft class that I have yeah. pounded the table for. I mean, listen, listen, you can you can hide your fandom all you want, but at the end of the no. day, the proof is in the pudding on how it's, much you love Buckeye football. It shows my ability to not be biased against a team that I hate and recognize the talent on that team and how much that talent would help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the next level. You're 100% biased. You just hide it really well the rest of the year. So let's move on to the tight end part of the conversation. And James, you're sticking in the Big Ten. Of course, I mean, listen, Jameson Williams did a lot better, obviously, in Alabama than did in Ohio State. Call that a coaching mistake. Call it whatever you will. Uh, I mean, there's there's obviously some talent there. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, but you can't tell me the Ohio State Buckeyes wouldn't have been a lot better with Jameson Williams on the field with those two guys. So for sure, Buckeyes missed out on talent. Maybe Alabama saw it where they just employed him. Uh, better, whatever it is, Jamison Williams is about to be probably a day one pick in the NFL draft, despite the ACL injury. Uh, my only, my only misgiving on that is just with again, I always go back to Bruce Arians and with the fact that I believe Bruce Arians is in his last year uh, ha- coaching in the in the National Football League. I don't know if they're going to be comfortable taking a risk on a guy coming off of an injury, even as talented as he is, just because one setback and you've lost your first round pick for an entire season. Now, look, if you play eight more seasons and, go, and be perfectly healthy, and that's great, except for when you're Bruce Arians and you're sitting at home watching this guy play eight more seasons after the year, he's supposed to help you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that that is very true. And I will say maybe Ohio State would have another national championship if they didn't let Joe Burrow walk out the door in favor of, I don't know, was that Cardell Jones or which one of their – It was Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields, Fields was going to be the starter, so Burrow transferred. Yeah, so great decision-making there in Columbus. Um all right, so moving on to tight end. Uh, I'm looking at a guy. I, you know, tight end's one of those positions, at least for the Buccaneers this year. I don't want them to use 
really super high draft capital, not the way that I would with wide receiver, potentially even running back. Let's see how free agency shakes out before I pound that table for the seventh year in a row. Um, so a, a potential sneaky, sneaky value in late day two, maybe even early day three is like you said, David, somebody in the big 10, I'm going to Wisconsin. I'm taking a look at Jake Ferguson. This is a big dude, 6'5", 245. Now, doesn't have eye-popping numbers, right? Last year, he had 46 receptions for 450 yards and three touchdowns. He played for four years, and in those four years, only had one season where he was under 400 yards receiving, finished his career with 13 total touchdowns. But let's be honest, he was hindered in large part due to absolutely atrocious quarterback play in Wisconsin for the duration of his career there. So he could come in and be a solid complimentary tight end with really, really reliable hands to Cameron Brates, number one, if Gronk doesn't come back, if OJ doesn't come back. He's a guy that could could step in, fill in, and, and be a reliable target, especially on those third and short to medium kind of routes. Uh, pass or, or run blocking, even, even pass blocking, there needs to be some development there, no question about it. But I do like the raw talent that Ferguson has. I do like what he would bring to the table. And I like the value if they can get him at the end of the third or even, you know, maybe moving up a little bit to the middle of the fourth. He could be a really, really solid pick. Yeah, Jake Ferguson's a guy I was looking forward to seeing in senior, in this, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. And a lot of tight end talent playing uh, in Mobile, Alabama this year. And he definitely did some good things for himself. I'm not going to say he catapulted him his way up any boards or anything like that, but he definitely proved to be solid. Uh, and just like Michael Thomas coming out of Ohio State when he did, uh, I feel like his his draft stock going to be hindered more because of the offense he played in and with the quarterbacks. Just to be clear, I went ahead and verified because I felt like I was wrong. Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback that started over Joe Burrow that caused him to transfer in Ohio State's defense. Great which decision. I man. very limited. You you know I I, I very I, I choose very limitedly limitedly. I don't know that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Um, when I defend the Ohio State coaching staff, especially since the hire of Urban Meyer. Um, Joe Burrow got injured in the spring. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say Joe Burrow can win a quarterback competition when he can't compete. So, Dwayne Haskins gets the starting job. Joe Burrow leaves LSU. The rest is history. Go Bengals in the playoffs. Um, Joe Burrow definitely made some money, James, from, from that transaction in a way that yeah. our listeners can make some money themselves is by listening to me. David Harrison, one of the hosts here at the Lots on Bucks podcast, telling you about an app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about, including Joe Burrow, and that's Get Upside unless he owns a Tesla. My listeners are learning – our listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up just downloading the GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get that cash back using GetUpside. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back is added right back to your account. Then you can cash out by to your bank account, PayPal, or get an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app. Use a promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. What's one of the best parts about the Super Bowl? It's the prop bets over under on the national anthem, the coin flip, the color of the Gatorade dumped on the head coach. You can find all those props and more with our friends over at Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football heads to its grand finale. 
this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for your sports scores, your podcasts, and your news this season. But it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and all of that with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Super Week at the Locked On Podcast Network is brought to you by Get Upside. And there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast, Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in Los Angeles all week covering the big game. Speaking of the big game, James, we're going to make some predictions. The Los Angeles Rams, led by uh, Tampa-born Matthew Stafford, are favored by four and a half points. First and foremost, what are your thoughts on the spread? Makes sense. Uh, I realize they they set this spread in in terms of a neutral site game, but I'd like to believe the Rams maybe got a point and a half, even two points for the fact that they're playing in SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have no qualms with the spread. Honestly, I look at it. I mean, the Bengals have played in some close games. Obviously, they've, they've, they've pulled them out. They've, they've shown they can be competitive against some of the top talent in the National Football League. I think if the Bengals win this game, it's a three-point spread uh, at, at best. And if the Rams win this game, you're probably looking at about seven to ten. So that's kind of right there. Uh, in the sweet spot of that, of course, halftime is also a big part of, of the Super Bowl festivities. James, there are a lot of people who only watch Super Bowl for the commercials and for halftime. Although I would say the commercials have kind of uh, died down a little bit, it I think, over tanked. over the last years. Yeah, just like the logo. So shout out to everybody hating on the the overly consistent logo the NFL has decided to yeah. reemphasize their no fun league moniker with. Anyway, so halftime, uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Doggy Dog, Mary J. Blige. Just, uh, just, I mean, other than Kendrick Lamar, it takes me back to the 90s, riding around with all my really? friends, thinking we were better than we actually were. I can't wait for it. Uh, my kids are, are going to be wondering why all these all these old people are up past their bedtime. But there's always a surprise halftime guest. So we're going to talk surprise halftime guests here. And James, I know you have a list that you published way back in October. So if you get any of these right, then you deserve a lot of credit. I'm going to go, I'm going to give you three names because you had six, right? I did. We'll so see I'm going to go three names. Insane. I'm going to go three names. We're going Ice Cube, which I feel like is the low-hanging okay. fruit. Los Angeles, you have the NWA ties. It's it's Ice Cube. Like what you know, what is Ice Cube not involved in these days? Plus, there is a there's a song called Homecoming that Dr. Dre did with Ice Cube, and it kind of goes back through the history of like his career and and, and the rap game and everything. And I think it's just kind of a, a good way. I feel like Dre is in a very nostalgic place in his life right now. So bringing Ice Cube on stage at the halftime Super Bowl show just kind of makes sense. And I'm going to go with one that's a little, it's still low hanging, I think, but I don't think a lot of people are going to think about it. And I'm going with MC Ren. MC Ren also on that homecoming song with Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, also a part of NWA uh, from back in the day. So it, it, again, you when you kind of think about it, you're like, oh, that would make sense that he would be on there. But I don't think a lot of people are going to bring that name up. And then my out of left field-ish kind of one is Ed Sheeran. I mean, I okay. think he's, he's at the pipes for it. He's definitely entertaining. He has a song with Eminem. Now, he doesn't have a song, and I don't think they're going to do that song. I mean, it's kind of a dark song that he has with Eminem, so I don't think that's really Super Bowl halftime material. But I could see him. Plus, you go back to the opening of the season, and he was the headline concert, the headline performer for the opening game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
and the Dallas Cowboys on that Thursday. So for the NFL, you start with Ed Sheeran, you end with Ed Sheeran coming in as a surprise guest on ha- at halftime. I, I like all of those, honestly. And and it's amazing. I put together you know a list of six for my pick six following the, the Bucks win over the New England Patriots right after mm-hmm. this halftime show was announced. Ice Cube never once entered my mind. Mm-hmm. And you, you said it was low-hanging fruit, and I'm like, yep. Yep, kind of is. Totally whipped <laughs> on that one. That's good, um, but you know what? But it shows that you're, you're thinking outside the box, right? You're not going for the right. easy wins. So I'm I'm going to give you two what I consider low-hanging fruits and then my out-of-left-field. And I'm telling you right now, if I get my out-of-left-field prediction right, none of our viewers, none of our listeners, and especially you, will ever hear the end of it that I called my shot in October and got it right. Christina First, Aguilera is not coming on that stage. That would be dope, but no. Um, first one is 50 Cent. 50 yeah, Cent has done yeah. so many songs with Eminem and Dr. Dre uh, and Snoop, uh, for that matter. Uh, can you imagine 50 coming out and doing, you know, crack a bottle with with Dre and M, and then they transition that right into uh, Pimp with Snoop Dogg? Fantastic. Everybody would be going nuts. Uh, the other low-hanging fruit for me is Rihanna. You know, two of Eminem's biggest hits in this kind of newer version of Eminem that we've gotten in the in the teens and, and into the into the 20s. You yeah. know, two of those biggest hits came with Rihanna and they absolutely crush it. He's done surprise appearances at Rihanna shows to perform yeah. Love the Way You Lie. So I think that would be a big one. But my my out of left field, my Hail Mary, pardon the pun, and the one that I'm really hoping comes through. You got to rewind the clock back to Coachella when Dre and Snoop performed together and introduced hologram Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. If we get hologram Tupac to do California love in Los Angeles, I will lose my mind, but that would, Oh, that would be the ultimate. And they did that surprise back in 2014 we have the technology and it's gotten better. Give me hologram Tupac. Yeah, I actually, so I actually thought about that as well. I was actually, so you know where my mind goes when I drive by myself. I had an eight hour drive from Ohio back to Virginia by myself. So my mind was wandering. And I actually thought about that same thing about it, a holographic version of actually. So I started with Tupac. I actually ended up going, James, with Easy E. Like you could have NWA back on the stage. That would be awesome. With, with Eric Easy E. Uh, on on stage with them or they could also use the screens right i mean you could just play tupac on the screen as as well um sure. so so definitely some and i mean california love i don't know man i mean you gotta you know what i mean like it, like it almost has to be in it's the halftime the show right like, you kind of have to um i would almost i would actually almost be very interested so if they do like a hologram tupac and then let eminem drop like a new verse of the song like i, I almost kind of wonder what that would uh, what that would be like, but no singers. Well, I guess Rihanna, but and and then Rihanna could say, uh, you know, that her she could tell her kid, you were at the Super Bowl, you were you were in the Super Bowl halftime show. So well, and it, another one that I had on the list, and this would be more along the singer line, would be Skylar Gray. Yeah. Uh, Skylar Gray's done songs with Eminem, and then she did "I Need a Doctor" with M and mm-hmm. Dre. Uh, so yeah, that was another one that I felt was kind of low hanging fruit. But if I'm going to pick one of the two singers as a low hanging fruit, you have to go Rihanna. Yeah, I like Rihanna for that. Um, hopefully, they can make that happen. Hopefully, they make do it. Just bring them all. Just bring them all out. Yes. Screw it. Yes. Um, all we'll right. Get let's get the score predictions. Concert. 
Let's get back to football. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a football game happening around this concert. Yes. So the Los Angeles Rams again favored by four and a half points. James, who you got and by what score? Uh, I will take the Cincinnati Bengals to win this one 23 to 21. I think it's going to come down to Joe Burrow having to orchestrate a game winning drive just to get into money max field goal range. And for that, that's from 55 yards and in, in. So I, I think it, it ultimately will. There's something magical about this Bengals team. I can't put my finger on it. I wish no. it wasn't happening, but <laughs> uh, you know, shout out to them. They're there. There's something special there. And I think they complete the run. Yeah. Listen, nothing, nothing would make an Ohio state loving football fan more angry than seeing uh, Michigan or, or non Ohio state products like anti Ohio state products, I guess is the way I'll put them win Super Bowls in back-to-back years, but that is what's going to happen. Cincinnati Bengals, I've got them winning 35-31. to 31. James, who's your MVP? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, nice. I'm going Jamar Chase, and I thought I was going outside the box, so Tyler Boyd even further outside the box. So there you go, guys. Bengals are going to win this thing. A wide receiver is going to be the MVP. Matt Stafford will still be the closest thing the Detroit Lions ever got to a Super Bowl, but he's not going to get that bling. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 gram, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar that usually has between two to 300 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. There's tons of flavors to choose from. Right now, limited edition, white chocolate-covered cookies and cream. But there's also coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, regular cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, many, many more. Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. Check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm here with former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Randy Grimes. And, and Randy, um, some might say that you, you were in the, the NFL heyday. I think the heyday is always in the NFL. The NFL. Right, right. Number one with the bullet forever. But you, uh, your journey post-football is, is, is remarkable. Just, just tell me about what got you to where you became an author, and now you are an advocate for um, re- recovery and, and have started some, some work now on that. Well, it actually started as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was that guy who was willing to do whatever I had to to stay out on the field. And, you know, I was not going to get the reputation of always missing practice or being on the injury report or always being back in the training room, being worked on by the doctors, you know. I didn't want anybody else in my position, too. It's kind of that North Dallas 40 mentality where, you know, you take the injections, you know, you throw the pain pills down, you get out there and you play. And um, and that was me. And, and I justified it. You know, I wanted to be the best center to ever play the game. I wanted to be all pro. I wanted that next big contract. 
I wanted to feed my family, you know. So those are ways that I justified what I looked at as just a necessary evil to be in an NFL player. This must be part of the NFL. It's available. You know, I'm getting it from team doctors. I'm getting it from team trainers. I'm getting it from teammates. So it must be okay. You know, those are are ways that I justified what I called a necessary evil that was really a full-blown addiction. And, um, you know, it, 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 went, it progressed throughout the, uh, the, the course of my career. And then, of course, after I hung it up is when it really got out of control. You know, my, the, the injuries just kept getting worse. The pain kept getting worse. Uh, my tolerance to the medication just kept getting higher. I needed more and more pills all the time. And, you know, it, it went on for 20-plus years, and I just couldn't end the chaos. How did you finally get out from underneath? The, the perfect storm was coming together in the spring and summer of 2009. Uh, I, a good friend, friend that I played with at Tampa named Tom McHale passed away doing the same thing I was doing. I was self-medicating his injuries he got while he played for the Bucks. so that got my attention. My daughter wouldn't let me come around my first grandchild because I wouldn't fit to be around her baby. Uh, that got my attention. My wife was realized that she was loving me to death. And uh, she was about ready to hang it up, you know, and uh, that got my attention. Uh, and I had, a, I had a series of seizures, too, as a result of withdrawal, and that got my attention. So all those things together were happening in the spring and summer of 2009. That's when I finally put my hand up and asked for help. And, you know, I always thought I could, I could control it. I always thought I had it under control, and I never did. You know, I always thought I did, but I never did. You know, meanwhile, I was losing jobs and going through my money and losing houses and cars and relationships. And uh, that was the chaos that I couldn't stop. And uh, 2009, September 22nd, 2009, is when I finally put up my hand and asked for help. And what are you doing now to make sure other people are not are not having to go through what you went through? Well, and, and, and I wanted to make it mean something. You know, everything that I'd been through and everything that I'd put my family and loved ones and my reputation and, and, and my career and every, everything through, I wanted to make it mean something. And uh, I knew that there was a lot of other guys out there just like me, guys that I'd played with and against that were struggling in silence, you know. And for whatever reason, pride, ego, guilt, and shame, they wouldn't put up their hand and ask for help. And usually it was because they didn't think there was any resources available. And back then, when I first came in, there weren't any resources out there for former NFL players. So I got with the NFL. We started the Player Care Foundation. We started working with my organization, Pro Athletes in Recovery. And we started reaching out to these guys man they started coming out of the woodwork and um, you know guys just needed to know that they weren't alone that that there was other people struggling with what they were and it wasn't just substance abuse and chronic pain it was you know the trauma of not being an athlete anymore that identity loss of that identity and I I relate real well to that because it was in treatment going through that process that I finally grieved the death of Randy Grimes a football player and finally let that go and started to reinvent myself and who I was as a person without a uniform, you know. And, and how many times since then have I dealt with that, whether it's an athlete or a veteran or a first responder or, or anybody transitioning out of a stage in their life. You know, we as Americans don't do well with change, you know. And a lot of times the first thing we do is self-medicate those feelings. So the message is today from me is that it's okay to not be okay, but you have to raise your hand and ask for help. What do you think the, the league and the NFLPA could be doing better to make sure that, that guys are comfortable to raise their hand and say, Here, here's what um, I need or I need help? Um, 
from from like a, an institutional standpoint? Well, and I think the NFL has already made great strides in the way they prescribe narcotics. They don't do it off-label like they used to. We had an open drug safe in the middle of our training room that was never locked, and if you didn't get it from the team doctor or the team trainer, you just go get it yourself. You know, so but that was the mentality back then. That was the culture, and. Uh, there's a lot more accountability now in how they prescribe. There's more accountability to the DEA and and uh, and all that. So I'm grateful for that. But also the fact that they've put a mental health professional in every clubhouse. The only problem with that is that guys don't want to be seen knocking on that door. Guys don't want to be seen eating with that that person in the lunchroom. So there's still some stigma that's associated with it, and a lot of that's pride and ego. Uh, but at least they're making an attempt, and, and, and those people are available. So it's up to the guys to engage if they're having issues. And we know uh, it's evident the last few years that there are still a lot of guys that are active, you know, that have some mental health issues. But I think it's easier to talk about it now than it's ever been. All right, last one. Why did Tampa ever go away from the orange cream I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Those are the greatest uniforms ever. All the stuff I have from my days are creamsicle, and I love it. Buccaneer Bruce. You remember him, the Winkin' Pirate. Of course. Yeah, holding a knife, the Winkin' Pirate. Thank you once again to the Locked On Network for bringing us that fantastic segment. With that, David, we are out of here. So, all of you, enjoy the game. Have fun. Enjoy your Super Bowl parties. My kids are out of school on Monday, which is the worst thing ever. But, hey, they have the Bengals to thank for that. We thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or view every day, free and available on all platforms. We're going to be back on Monday. But for your second listen, you want to check out the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.